Hi, my name is Soraya. And I'm Yasmin, and this is the Sells Not Sells Pod. Where two unapologetic sisters dismantle mental health stigma one conversation at a time. Ooh. At a Ooh. time. Get it. Ooh. Yeah. At a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These um, introductions are getting slowly more unhinged <laughs> as time goes on, and I'm a bit concerned. <laughs> They'll just be like one day where I'm just like going to full operatic. <gasps> I love that <laughs> singer. Yeah, maybe we could do like a whole like a musical episode, <laughs> like that one musical episode of Buffy. Yeah. I would rock that. Imagine it just be like. Dismantling. <laughs> no, sorry, it's too early. We're not there at yet. A time. We're not there yet. <laughs> we haven't completely lost our minds yet. <laughs> um, welcome everyone to this week's episode. Uh, thank you for being patient with us while we took a little break. Um, Yasmin and I were burnt the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we have other lives outside of this. Shocking, I know. Um. But, you know, we just needed some time to, like, debrief, decompress, and get ourselves back on track, which is so important for your mental health. Exactly. So, you know, don't ever feel guilty about having a break because mm. everyone needs breaks. And, yeah, we're yeah. back. We're going to... We're back, baby. We're going to... Oh, we're back, baby. We're back. Oh. <laughs> uh, and we're going to get into it today. Woo, what are we talking about, Soraya? So today, we are talking about constructive criticism. <gasps> constructive criticism? I couldn't even get the words out. Tell me more. <laughs> so today, we're going to talk about what is it? Okay. We're going to talk about why do people find it difficult to receive constructive criticism? Ooh la la. How to assess criticism and stop yourself from... Re- uh, of from negatively reacting to constructive criticism mm-hmm. and how to give constructive criticism. Oh, that's a good one too. Mm. Yeah, because like it's all good and fine to be like, um, I'm just giving you some feedback. Like you should take it on the chin, buddy. But it, if you can give good feedback, yeah, that's a whole other. Yeah, because there's a situation. way that you might think that you're being helpful, but you actually aren't being helpful. Cool. I'm excited. Cool. So, what is constructive criticism? Tell me, sis. Constructive criticism is a way to give feedback that is helpful by giving actionable suggestions on how to make positive improvements. Right, yeah. So, for example, when I was in uni, this would involve the lecturer assessing my folio and suggesting errors of where I can push a design more. Yeah. Or trying a different colour palette to elevate the design. Yeah, that makes sense. I find that, though, that in this day, and I'm noticing it more and more, mm-hmm. that it seems not only are people finding it harder to receive constructive, constructive criticism, mm-hmm. but also give it as well yeah yeah that makes sense yeah um like I know I mean I've seen it a lot like and I've been myself quite sensitive sometimes to criticism but it's always been dependent on how it's been delivered to me yeah how sensitive I've been about it Mm. so yeah I agree yeah and also I think more with social media we have more connections with people than ever before so Mm. compared to for example like back, you know, even 20 years ago. Yeah. The people that you were spending, like, talking to or getting feedback constantly were, like, a small immediate circle. Yeah, like, a professional circle. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, family, friends, etc. Exactly. And now that's just a big global open landscape yeah. for people to, you know, Especially if you're, like, a you public feedback. figure. Mm-hmm. If you're a public figure, you'd have... I mean, I know that there are a lot of, like, you know 
quote-unquote influencers out there yeah. that receive a lot of flack in the inboxes, whether mm. it's, you know, warranted or not. Mm. Um, but there are, the, the audience is a lot bigger now. Exactly. So it's a bit more bombarding. Yeah. So And we're going to get into that, sis, all right? Oh, no, let's get in. <laughs> let's get in. So why do people find it difficult to receive constructive criticism? Tell me. It's because... People who develop an inability to take on and receive constructive criticism usually have developed a sensitivity to criticism. Like a defense mechanism kind of thing? No, as in they're... I'll tell you what what this is. Okay, (laughs) you tell me. (laughs) Which more often than not is due Mm -hmm. to growing up or experiencing high levels of destructive criticism. Yeah, okay. So like having people, like like formative people in their lives Mm -hmm. constantly, you know... Yeah, bashing them, well, like verbally bashing, bashing them. them for well, what they that, do. That's a whole point of constructive, uh, destructive criticism. Is it's a form of criticism that its intention is to harm, degrade, and destroy someone's self esteem. Yeah, yeah. Um, the kings of this at the moment are trolls online. <laughs> oh, my favorite keyboard warriors. How you doing, boys? How you doing, babies? <laughs> You know, spend you know hours constantly going on like out of their way to degrade someone online based yeah. upon their looks or anything that they do, like the minimalist action. Yeah, and it's and it's not constructive. It's not like hey, maybe this is something you can improve on. It's like, like hey, hey, have you considered this? Yeah, hey, you dumb bitch. Like <laughs> yeah, hey, fuck you for doing this. It's like okay, but yeah. why though? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when someone develops a sensitivity to criticism, not only do they lack the ability to take on critical feedback, mm-hmm. they also can't distinguish between constructive and, and destructive, destructive criticism. That's yeah. why that's why it affects them a lot. That's yeah. why they can't handle it. Um, I mean, that makes sense though, because <clears throat> if destructive criticism is what they've mainly been like um, exposed to, mm. then constructive criticism would feel like an attack. Exactly, because they don't, they can't, they don't have the ability now to actually differentiate what the difference are. Yeah. they just see criticism as criticism, and that's it. So I mean, that makes sense. Mm. So yeah, so when they're given constructive criticism, criticism, they react the same way as if they received destructive criticism, um, such as becoming defensive, mm-hmm. retaliating with anger and blame, yeah, shutting down, withdrawing and running away, yeah, which in turn makes it hard for them to take accountability for anything they do, even if they are in the wrong. Yeah, no, that makes mm. a lot of sense. Like I, I know that there's people out there. Look, I love constructive criticism. Yeah. I'm lucky that I can tell the difference between constructive and destructive, but I'm also good at giving, well, I'd like to think I'm good at giving constructive mm. criticism, and I found sometimes that that would be the response that I get. Um, you know, the defensiveness, the, that wasn't me, that was you, oh, but you did this, you know, yeah. and I've seen patterns in those types of people where there's just not a lot of space within them to take accountability yeah. for their actions, to admit they're wrong, mm. ever. And the thing is, the reason why a lot of these people develop a sensitivity is because mm-hmm. they've grown up with either a very verbally abusive parent mm-hmm. um, or, like, family member in any sense. Yeah. And, like, I think so now, like we were speaking about before with, like, influences and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, they're so bombarded with criticism yeah. from people they don't know. Yeah. Um, and it's not constructive. So when they actually do something in the wrong, mm-hmm. um, I've noticed, this is one way I've noticed, is that some influencers, big influencers, when they've done something wrong, mm-hmm. they don't take accountability for it because they just call people trolls. 
Yeah, I have seen that a lot. Like, yeah. a lot of, like, oh, well, I didn't do anything wrong. What? You're just being a troll. Well, ma- the worst ones that mm-hmm. I find are beauty influencers. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> any any form of product that they release, if it mm-hmm. gets any form of constructive criticism, like there was something wrong with the product. Yeah. You know, there was a certain lipstick gate last year that happened that, you know, the certain influencer did not take accountability instead ran away. Um, let's just say two words. It'll have everyone on the okay. same page. Jeffree Star. No, it was Jacqueline Hill. No, 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 no. I just oh, mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was Jacqueline Hill. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the entire personality of Jeffree Star, his entire brand mm. is him being offensive, him being a yeah. nasty person. And just being like, no, you don't know me at all. You're just being a troll. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm finding that more and more is that a lot of those big influencers mm-hmm. that they cannot take accountability yeah. for what they've done, but is that because they developed a sensitivity to criticism because they received destructive criticism on a minute, like on it, not only on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minutely basis, yeah. like they're constantly receiving hate for anything that they do because people out there unhappy and troll other people to make themselves feel better yeah so sort of just like to protect themselves i guess sort of brush it off and be like you don't know what you're talking about i know what my intentions were yeah therefore shut up you don't know what you're talking about yeah as opposed to listening to the other side of things yeah yeah but the problem is with that is that like they are influencers they have influence on other people so other people who watch them think that's natural on how to actually receive criticism it's like by yeah. someone going to you, your product is bad for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Instead of going, you're just a troll. You don't know what you're talking about. You're not a makeup influencer. You're not a makeup artist, brand owner. Like, don't talk to don't me. Don't talk to me. Like, yeah. what the hell do you know? Instead of going, thank you for letting me know. I'll have a look into it mm-hmm. and see where we can improve in the future. Yeah. Like, honestly, we've seen them all the time. Like, you know, thank you for your feedback. We appreciate you appreciate your feedback. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not that hard yeah. to take on other people's feedback if you're selling a product. Yeah. Especially if you're an influencer. But you're right, like, particularly in the beauty world where products are being made mm. from these beauty influencers. Yeah, there is a lot of um, pushback to accept constructive criticism. Yeah. I can understand you know, not wanting to accept destructive criticism from trolls. Yeah. But there are a lot of people out there that were probably fans of these people who were like, hey, I bought your product because I love you. This is what I found wrong with it, who are then being, uh, you know, attacked themselves for opening mm. their mouth in the first place. Well, there's one, in, like, one instance that I remember a couple of years back mm. where, when Jeffree Star first released his, the highlights. Yes. Right? And a customer received a broken one. Yes. And put it and put it online. Say, hey, Jeffrey Star, like I've received a broken one. Mm. I tried contacting your thing, but they said that's not their problem. Like, what can we do? Because you know, I did spend like how much it was. Yeah, he's for it. Yeah. Um, and his response was, "Here's this fucking troll. He doesn't know what the fuck he's on about. He obviously broke it himself. Blah 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 blah." Yeah. And then what ended up happening was then hundreds of people started tweeting with their broken yeah things because they received it in the mail broken, and even one person had was like okay i don't know if mine's broken but i'm gonna film me opening up from the mail unopened this thing and look there you go it mine's broken as well yeah so and he still didn't take accountability no that's that's i guess the thing like you said is it a, a a response in terms of um 
you know, defensive mechanism because they've grown up with destructive criticism or is it just really a complete inability to um, accept any wrongdoing? Yeah, because I think, like, you know, at like the world that we live in at the moment, everyone wants to look perfect. Everyone wants to seem perfect. Hell yeah, everyone and like wants to look and, perfect. And, and look like they have their, their life together and when yeah. someone points out, like, no, you fucking don't. It feels like an attack. It feels like an attack, yeah. Yeah, I sort of get that, especially with that sort of high-stress life of being an influencer. Yeah. You know, having people come at you and being like, you're not perfect, dude, when they've spent all this time and energy cur- curating this, as we like to call it, highlight reel mm. of a perfect life. Yeah. I can so see why that would be, I guess, triggering mm. for a defense, um, yeah. defensive response. Yeah. So that that's, like, one prevalent one that I know of, mm. like, a, like an example of yeah. people who cannot take criticism. Yes, hell yes. Whether it's, like, like mainly constructive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any other, like, sort of examples you can think of or... No, like Jeffree Star's mainly the one. <laughs> Are we going to get sued for defamation? <laughs> no, because all his shit's in public, so it doesn't really matter. That's true. Um, Look, like the, the, the beauty sphere, I think like, look, I don't follow beauty influencers on YouTube. I don't have the time for it. Yeah. But even I know about the whole Tati Jan- James Charles, yeah. Sh- Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star gate. Yeah. Where it was just them posting videos, not taking accountability for their actions. Yeah. And it's like, yes, I understand that there may have been other people involved that led to this outcome. However, why can you not take accountability for your own actions there? Exactly. So it's yeah. just kind of frustrating. But anyway, um, so next part is how to assess criticism if you mm-hmm. are someone who's receiving it. Yes. And stop yourself from negatively reacting to constructive criticism. Okay, I'm ready. Right. So how to? First step. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Easy. Stop mm-hmm. and do not immediately react to what the person's saying. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, like, don't all, don't suddenly get onto the defense when someone is giving you yeah. criticism. Stop. Right? Take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, start deconstructing the feedback. So mm-hmm. try to figure out what they are trying to say. Yeah. So, for example, I do read one example that it said, um, listen to the words, not the tone. Because sometimes people don't really convey well when they're giving you constructive criticism. They can kind of sound angry or condescending. Yeah. And because you just listen to the tone, Mm -hmm. you take it on really negatively, but you don't actually, like you think it's destructive, but you don't actually listen to the actual words that they're saying. Right. You're hearing the tone, not the the feedback itself. Itself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, Determine if this feedback is something that is constructive and worth pursuing to get more answers on how to improve. Like, someone doesn't like my product, like we were saying before, ask mm-hmm. them why and what can be done to improve it. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think one of the things that's so important is someone's giving you criticism and you feel confused by it or you're not sure how you feel about it, if you feel angry, if you feel defensive, a really good thing to turn around and do is, is like, okay, can you please explain this to me a bit more yeah, exactly and clarify what you are yeah yeah what would you like me to do now mm. like how will that action help xyz outcome exactly yeah um this is also a chance for you to determine if something is destructive like someone calling you a dumb bitch i mean yeah, yeah that's probably yeah. like yeah, yeah. a red flag right there yeah. if your yeah. feedback is coming back with insults yeah then it's probably destructive. And pretty much just try to ignore, like, ignore that person, remove yourself from the situation, like, I'm not going to... Li- and just say, I 
I understand that's how you feel, mm-hmm. but I'm going to walk away from the situation because yeah. this is not like this is not constructive for yeah. me improving. Yeah. Um, if you feel like there is ways that I can improve, make it a bit more constructive instead of just calling me a dumb bitch. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, you know, that sort of response goes yeah. back to the first step of take a breath because, you know, take it like stop. Um, because, as you said, if you feel like it might be destructive, mm. just stop and just wait and, and take a breath. But I think that same thing could apply to if when you find out it is destructive. Yeah. Because as much as we would love to react angrily to people who attack us, they probably don't deserve our energy. Yeah. So to then, as you said, stop and be like, okay, this isn't helpful to me. This is not constructive. Maybe come back to me when you have something actually worthwhile to tell me. Yeah. Can you can you think of a time when you had been given constructive criticism and you've taken it the wrong way because you weren't able to assess it properly? I mean, like, no. I mean, uh, it's hard to think of at the moment because it's one of the things that I pride myself in in terms of, like, professionally. Mm. Professionally... Since I started working in corporate, I've worked really hard um, to make sure I take on constructive criticism. However, when I was in the midst of an abusive relationship and I was getting, you know, feedback for my work or my performance or even trivial things like how I dress to go to work, I definitely took that on. But I didn't react negatively, you know, I didn't have an outwardly negative reaction. I internalized it all and Mm. it made me feel really horrible about myself as a person. Yeah. Do you feel like, though, at that time when you were going through it, that even just receiving any form of criticism from even people that, you know, were close to you was yeah. a bit difficult? Absolutely, because when I was going home to the, to my abuser, I was getting destructive criticism. Yeah. So I found it was really difficult, like, seeing family, seeing friends, you know, professionally, coming up to things like where be like, okay, maybe don't do this, or hey, have you thought about not doing that? And I would just be like, oh, so I'm a fucking shit person, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you've been bombarded with that destructive criticism and you've yeah. developed that sensitivity. Absolutely. And it took me a really long time to work out of that, particularly professionally. Mm. Um, I think I've done a very good job, but it took me longer in my personal spheres because of the fact that the destruct- destructive criticism was about my personal life. Yeah. And I think as well, it kind of like makes you dif- it makes it very difficult for you to grow as a person. And mm. I think that's why... And as hard as it is because these type of people do try to pretty much degrade you so you have no self-esteem, so they think you, like, they make you think that you, like, they are what you deserve. So, but, like, if you can and you, you know, you are able to, Mm -hmm. um, like, cut those people out of your life. Because in the end, by developing the sensitivity to criticism... Yeah. Whenever you receive any feedback, like, you're never going to, like... You're never going to accept it and you're never going to grow because the people who are actually giving you real constructive criticism, Mm -hmm. real feedback, are the people who want to see you improve because they care about you. Yeah. As opposed to the people who want to beat you down because they want you to feel small. Yeah. Because, like, I know someone who was clearly bullied a lot in high school. Mm. Uh, so whenever any form of constructive criticism was given to them mm-hmm. about their work ethic, yeah, 
they took that as a personal attack. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. It's like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, I guess I'm just, you know, like, I can't believe you think I'm, like, a shit person. Or, like, they just took it negatively, but they never took accountability for their actions. Yeah, they sort of deflected the blame to be like, yeah. you're saying this because you're a shit person yeah, and, and you're trying to make me feel like a but, shit person. But not only that, they'd be like, oh, you're bullying me. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he found it, like, really, like, he, he, you couldn't say anything to him, mm-hmm. even if it's, like, hey, look, you know, things will work out, like, you're only young. Yeah. But, like, you need, like, this, you need to be a bit more on top of, of this and yeah. I'm not expecting you to know this straight away because you don't have that experience yet yeah um and so these are the ways that you can improve mm-hmm. and the response I got was oh okay so pretty much you're saying that I'm an idiot it's like yeah. no <laughs> it's I'm not saying that <laughs> and being realistic and allowing you to be realistic as well yeah. about your level of experience letting you know that I have faith in you yeah to get better but don't expect too much of you yet. Exactly. So yeah. that is one time where I have dealt with someone who could not deal mm-hmm. with actually taking criticism. criticism. Yeah. I mean, I had a similar um, experience, but like in the romantic side of my life. Ooh, mm-hmm. romantic relationships. Ooh, romanticals. Um, I think that's where I've experienced it the most, the backlash. Mm particularly in one of my formative relationships where, you know, I would bring things up trying to be, like, a healthy communicator and the response was, oh, so I'm a shit person. Oh, so I'm a shit boyfriend. Oh, so you're going to leave me. Which is never the case sometimes when you're giving... Never the case sometimes. That's a bit of a um, contradiction. It's not really (laughs) the case most of the time when you're giving someone a constructive criticism. It's not like, you're shit, bye. It's more, hey, I want to see this go better. Yeah. This is how I feel it could go better if these things were done. Yeah. Well, that is like <laughs> one of my mates, her ex, right, mm. used to do the whole thing of, now, didn't have a job, yeah. didn't study. Yes. Stayed at home, played games all day. That, yeah. While she was studying yeah. and working. Yeah. Didn't cook. Mm-hmm didn't clean Mm -hmm. she did everything for him yeah and when she turned around and every time approached her about it yeah he's like if you love me you would accept me for who i am interesting that (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) sorry i i I totally forgot that's actually a really triggering thing for yasmin and i just totally forgot about that i was just like am i the friend because that is exactly what i went through no but but yeah you did too but that that's the, that's the same thing is that the, instead of taking I'm criticism I'm sorry that that happens to other people <laughs> oh wow um but that's the thing is like when you don't take account of, like if people who don't take accountability they'll do stuff like that yeah and um, it, and, it, and that's 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 them retaliating yeah. you know and the thing is is like it's damaging to other people for exactly. sure um, it's damaging to the people who are trying to see you improve, who want to, who want to grow with you, yeah. whether it's professionally in a friendship, whether it's romantically or as a family, you know, it's damaging to them, but you are doing so much damage to yourself because you're essentially pushing so many people away mm. and you're accepting yourself as probably the worst version of you. Exactly. I mean, you could be so much better. You could be so much happier, more at peace, mm. um, you know, but yeah, anyway, What's the next topic? Next point, sorry. (laughs) Well, the next point, and it's the last point, is 
how to give constructive criticism. Yes, tell me. I want to make sure I've been doing it properly. Because these are for the people out there who, you know, have loved ones that Mm -hmm. probably don't really deal with criticism properly. And it might be your delivery is a little bit off, which is not your fault because sometimes I think when we give constructive criticism, we think we're doing it the right way. But sometimes that's not the case. I mean, I think sometimes what we forget is when we're talking to people, we're always talking from our perspective. Exactly. So if it's something that you feel is going to be important to them, you need to be open to what their perspective of what you're saying would be. As much as you're doing things from the correct place you need to make sure it's going to be received from the correct place as well. Exactly. And one way that you do that mm. is do not give criticism when in a heightened state. Yep. So frustration, anger. Anger, annoyed, and all that sort of stuff. Because, yeah. it, like I said before, when people receive criticism, a lot of the time when their brain is bringing in that information, Mm -hmm. they're more focusing on the tone of your voice and the actual words that you say. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Because a lot of the time we are reactionary creatures, so we we respond to facial expression and tone first. Yeah. Because of the sensory things Mm -hmm. that that we don't process the actual information. We process the sensory stuff first. It sets the scene for the information that's gonna be presented yeah exactly yeah. and being in this state will not help you to be able to give constructive and unbiased criticism yeah definitely that makes sense to me yeah mm-hmm. um so secondly describe the behavior or the thing you are criticizing rather than having a go at the specific person yeah such as you misspelled this word yeah in this report that you have given me yeah and this needs and this is going to the clients and it needs to be it needs to be changed so then the clients don't think Mm-hmm. The clients, because uh, it's professional to do that. Yeah. Instead of going, you are so stupid, can't you fucking spell that word? Yeah. Like, or even that, just saying, <clears throat> so you can't spell. You can't spell, yeah. 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 Um, if you're criticising someone's behaviour because they have done something to annoy you, use I statements without blaming the person. Yes, I love I statements. Mm. For example, I get annoyed when... Yeah. You kick me. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> While I, you're asleep. <laughs> I feel hurt when you disregard my uh, other responsibilities around the house. Exactly. Um, instead of, you piss me the fuck off. Yeah. Or, <laughs> why can't you do more around the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, specifically tell them what they can change for improvement. Like the example I gave earlier of my lecturer suggesting changing the color palette. Yeah. Right. Or you could be like, you know, for example, with the thing about the stuff around the house, you're like, how about we set up a roster and we allocate jobs to each of us each day. And then that way we're both sharing the responsibilities. Yeah. Or even saying like, you know, how do you feel we could get a better outcome from this? What 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 would work for you? Can we come to a compromise? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to just dominating the conversation, because mm. I think sometimes that would also be a bit triggering for the person receiving the criticism. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So also list what the benefits of making the changes uh, changes are, mm-hmm. as well as well as all the negatives of not making the change. So mm-hmm. don't make empty threats either. 
So, like, yeah. if you don't fucking do this, I'm going to kill you. Those are empty threats. That's like, a that's, big empty threat. Yeah, but, you know, that's the one that a lot of people or, throw around, Or even, like, it? you know, in a, in a romantic sense, like, you know, if you can't do this, I'm going to leave you, If you, you know, if that's not... And, and, that, and that, like, you're not leaving them. If you're going to leave them, you would have just done it. Yeah. yeah. But I think also professionally as well, like, if you don't do this, then I might as well fire you. Fire you, yeah. Not even, like, the threat to fire. Like, I might as well get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so continuing with the letterer's criticism, um, the positives would be that this would improve my work, mm-hmm. which means I'll get a better grade. Mm-hmm. Negatives, if I don't do it or explore that option, is I won't be like the work won't be as good. Yeah, and my grades will not improve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, so pretty much like clearly labeling out what the benefits are. So, mm-hmm. for example, like the house duties. You know, that way, like, both you and I share the responsibilities. That means both of us will have equal downtime. Yeah. If we do things, say, for example, together, Mm -hmm. that means we actually have more downtime that we can actually spend together. Yeah. But if we don't do that and I'm constantly, like, you know, doing stuff and you're not doing anything, I won't be able to spend time with you later because I will not have the energy to do that. And even if I did have the energy, I probably wouldn't want to, considering I feel like I'm starting to resent you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Um, so ask a person, after you've given them the criticism, mm-hmm. um, how they feel about what you just said, and ask them if they have any further questions. So check with them. It's like, yeah. are you okay with like me talk, like, you talking about this with you today? Like, how do you feel about this? Or it's like, if... They- do you want me to clarify anything? Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense to me. And always just end the criticism on a positive note. So, yeah. for example, my lecturer might say, you are almost there and I know you have the ability to push it further. Yeah, definitely. Or, like, you know, if, like your partner that you're frustrated with, you know, not doing the dishes and stuff and just be like, you know, like, I, I love you mm. and I just want to be able to spend more time with you. And the one way we can do that is if you did more stuff around the house. Yeah. I know with, like, our family in particular, like, mum always, like, we always go to mum for advice. And the way mum always ends things, like, you know, I love you, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, And I think it's always a good, it's like, yeah, I love you too. Like, I'm a little bit annoyed, but, like, yeah, I get it. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that is constructive criticism, guys. Constructive criticism 101. Yeah, 101. I did really enjoy that. I um, I think, as you said, it's something that we encounter a lot more, particularly that we're open to the public forum. But, like, look, I don't know about anyone else, but in my job, we do monthly reviews. Yeah. Every month you sit down with, like, mine's on Friday. You know, like, you sit down with your team leader or your boss or whoever it is and they go through your monthly performance. And it's basically a feedback session. Yeah. What worked? What didn't work? How can we get to you to this goal? What can we do better? Mm. It's awesome. Having constructive feedback, actual constructive feedback, can help you grow so much as a person. You feel so strong afterwards. Obviously, like don't you don't want to change the fundamentals of who you are as a person. Yeah. But, you know, if people you love or people who are important to you or, you know, whether it's professionally or personally are coming to you and saying like, hey, you know, how about trying something like this? Or I've noticed X, Y, Z isn't working out for you. Have you thought about this? Yeah. is so empowering if you take it on board because those people care about you and they want to see you succeed. Yeah. 
And just, like, don't give in to those people that give you destructive criticism because yeah. that's going to actually hinder you. Yeah. Like I said in the last episode, oh, the last episode that I did of social media, mm. just block and delete the trolls. Like, yeah. there's no point in actually, because being surrounded by that destructive criticism and that toxicity mm-hmm. is going to make it sort of set up the inability to actually take accountability. And believe yeah. me, accountability and saying that you're wrong mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. You're, you're human. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes. And I respect someone more if they can take accountability mm-hmm. and just saying, yep, I fucked up. Yeah. I won't, I'll try not to do it again. Even if you don't know what you did to fuck up, like if you don't 100% understand it. Like it's like, say, for example, when someone says, you know, you hurt me. Yeah. You can't exactly turn around and be like, no, I didn't because their reaction to your actions is owned by them. Exactly. Your actions is what you hold ownership over. Yeah. And also what, like, other people are offended by, you may not be offended by. Exactly. So, you know, like, it's so important to listen to people so you can grow, whether you are 100% understanding of what you did wrong. That's where you go in and you learn and you grow from there. Yeah. Because, you know, in the end, no human out there is perfect. Mm. No human out there knows everything. Yeah, absolutely not. This whole journey of life is us is a constant massive learning curve and it's okay to fuck up it's okay to um to not be right all the time yeah and that is okay but you also need to take accountability yeah for those things look at conspiracy theorists they think they're right all the time they look (laughs) they look a bit you know not okay So don't look like a conspiracy theorist, except that you're wrong. (laughs) So the takeaway from this constructive criticism talk is don't be one of those guys. (laughs) Don't be one of those guys, fam. Don't do it. All right, Yazzie. So uh, what was your self-care thing this past week? Sleep, bro. Mm. Um, Look, I've been really – I had to take a mental health day from work. Yeah. I've been really anxious. Um, you know, I've got a lot on my plate and um, I sort of sat back and analysed what I could improve on, not necessarily in my productivity because I'm already doing as much as I possibly can yeah. with the energy I have. So I focused in on why don't I have so much energy? Um, and look, I haven't been sleeping and all that jazz. So I spoke to my doctor and I fixed up my vitamins schedule. Nice. Um, because I'm lacking in a few things. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've got sleep vitamins now that's got magnesium in them to help me go to sleep at night, to help me with my sleep anxiety. I've got iron, B vitamins, magnesium for the, during the day. Like, I am just, like, popping, you know, vitamin pills <laughs> left, right, and center. But, like, in a week, I already feel so much more human. I'm sleeping so much better. So... <laughs> What are you laughing at? Sorry, I just had the idea of like, because you know, like, like a G6 popping bottles. Because I was just like, popping vitamins at night <laughs> to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's me. I live a hardcore life. Um, me and my uh, vitamins, my sleep vitamins get lit. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Oh, okay. So I don't know. Last The last week has been a bit of a blur. Mm-hmm. Um and 
just to clarify with everyone, the reason why we didn't do last week's episode was mainly because of me, because I was not in a good way. Oh, mentally. no, bro, I was so excited. And I got your message <laughs> saying, can we not do it tonight? I was like, yes, <laughs> we can just, like, take a break. Thanks. Um, I have just been, uh, I've sort of been a weird place at the moment since I got my preliminary diagnosis with autism. Yeah. Um, at first, I was just like, oh, this is awesome because, like, I understand myself more. You have answers. Yeah, but then something just hit me, I don't know, last week where I was just like, oh, okay. And I just, it was more that I started doubt- doubting my capabilities because, you know, autism is a disability. Mm-hmm. It does mean that I will find it difficult to do things. And, yeah. Um, I think what it was was just like, oh, maybe I won't be able to achieve. Like, I just started getting into my head that maybe I won't be able to achieve what I want to achieve because I have the inability to. You had and a self-doubt moment. Self-doubt moment. And yeah. that's not the case. Like, I know, like, I am learning this about myself so then I can move forward and achieve what I want to achieve because yeah. obviously my brain works differently. You're just going to have to adjust how you get it, there. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know... I, th- I think it was more because it was just like I've read all these neurotypical ways on how to achieve and how to succeed. You actually have. And I'm just like, oh, these don't work for me because this is not how my brain works. Yeah. Um. So I think it was just more like and, – and that was the thing. It was just like not me – I wasn't thinking, okay, I need to change my approach. Like, I have to change my approach, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's that's it. Like, I, it's not, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to achieve things, which yeah. now I've come to the realisation with. Yeah. It's just I have to do it a different way compared to what other people do yeah. and what works for other people won't work for me. But last week I was in the depths of despair yeah. and I was just like, ah, okay, um doesn't look like I'm going to be able to achieve the things that I want to achieve. Yeah, which, I mean, I think is very valid because having that preliminary diagnosis with autism does change, gives you a lot of answers, but it also raises a lot of questions. Yeah. It's a totally valid response, but I'm very happy that you've realised that it's nothing to do with you and your goals. It's more the journey to get there. Yeah, and I think, like, the, the problem that, for full transparency as well, is that... Last week when I was going through that, I was starting to feel that feeling of being really trapped. Yeah. Um, and feeling like this was going to be my my life. Yeah. Was not to be like, uh, you know, doing the job that I'm doing, mm-hmm. which is not what I want to do anymore. I haven't want to do it for a very long time. Feeling trapped that I'm, that's the only place that I'm going to be at. That I'm not going to be this, able to move forward. That, that this, this place in your life is yeah. where you're going to be and and, and this is where I'm just going to be. Yeah. And I started, and like I, I said in that that female autism um, episode, episode yeah. was that females with autism have, a, like, you know, get suicidal ideation. And that's pretty much what happened to me last week. I was just like, okay, the only way I can get out of this is by dying now. Yeah, that was just so upsetting. Yeah. Um, so I was in a very bad way last week. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that you're, you know, feeling a lot better. Yeah. And feeling um, a lot more power within yourself. Yeah. Because you are a bad bitch. Yeah. Um, you're just different. <clears throat> and you know what I learned last week too? Mm-hmm. Um, because I had another assessment last week. Um, I have, I think I get my results this Thursday or it's the end of my assessment this Thursday. But I also learned I have a thing called alexithymia, which is, I believe I said that right, 
which is that I can't regulate my emotions. So when I'm in like that depression mode... It's hard for you to snap out of it. It's hard for me to snap out of it. I can't regulate it and I mm. actually get worse and worse. Like Yeah. I would so, love to do an episode about that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and also, and the reason why that is is because I can't process my emotions and I can't understand why yeah. I'm feeling like this. I have to be out of the state that I am in yeah. to actually properly... Look back Look and back analyze. It. Yeah, but mm. it's very difficult for me to get out of that to begin with. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's... I pretty much just needed a break. I didn't do anything <laughs> else. I just needed a break from everything. Sometimes you just need the world to stop and yeah. so you can stay... You know what? I hate this sort of idea of like, oh, don't stay and spend all day in bed. Don't just sit there watch TV. You're so lazy. Shut up. Like, I'm having a break. Yeah. Um, if my and body, I, if my I'm body like, is telling me yeah. that I only have the energy to sit in bed and watch Netflix, then that is what I'm damn going to do. And that's a thing. Like if you work like a 38 hour week and all that sort of stuff and yeah. a full time job, but fucking hell, you're doing so much. This like, capitalist society is killing you. Yeah. Well, we all talked about that grind, <laughs> that grind, that fucking grind. Um, what am I, a fucking pepper mill? <laughs> <laughs> Or is the world, is time the pepper mill and I'm the fucking peppercorn just grinding myself down? <laughs> like, I just have images of like, I'm so tired that all I've just got is an image of someone like at a restaurant, like cracking pepper for your pasta. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my brain's at. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Soraya. All good. I love that episode. That was good. Um, guys, did you know where you can find us? You can find us on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. iTunes. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what the difference is, but it comes up in our stats as different. <laughs> um, Podbean and Overcast, and there are so many other places. Just Google Souls Not Souls Pod. I'm sure it will come up. Yeah. You can also find us on Instagram. That's S-O-Z-N-O-T, S-O-Z-P-O-D. And then if you add an at gmail.com, you can chuck us an email, but you can also just slide into our DMs on Insta. Exactly. Yeah. And look, guys, if you have any feedback regarding, like, how you're accessing our podcast or, you know, we've sort of toyed with the idea of maybe creating, like, a Facebook page, like, let us know how you would find us most accessible because we want to make this as easy for you as possible. Exactly. Yeah. So, thanks for listening, guys. And... Have a good week. Fam, I'm just a brain (laughs) (laughs) Big brain fart there. Seeing as this is coming out on Friday, have a good weekend, guys. Have a good weekend. Take care of yourself. Self-care always. Bye, boys. Bye.